Kitty Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Valerie Shepard. Valerie is the Director of Professional Development and Credentialing. Valerie has spent more than 17 years helping professionalize animal welfare staff. As the head of HSUSS Humane Society University, she launched the industry's first online courses. Valerie went on to lead the ASPCA's e-learning and webinar program. Valerie joined the Association for Animal Welfare Advancement in 2018 and promptly created the Learning Center, home to webinars and online courses on topics leaders in animal sheltering need. Valerie has a bachelor's degree in theater from Smith College and a master's in career counseling from Johns Hopkins University. After hours, Valerie relaxes with her teenage son, two herding dogs, a turtle, and a gaggle of fish. She kayaks and is learning very slowly how to ski. Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Stacy. If you could just share with us, first and foremost, I see you don't have any cats at this point in time, but obviously since you've been in animal welfare for so many years, I'm sure you've been around cats. What's your passion around cats? Sadly, I'm very allergic to cats, so I sometimes pet sit for my neighbor's cat, and I give him lots of loving, and then I pop a Claritin. (laughs) I've had some cats, and it was challenging without health insurance, but I live vicariously through my cat friends now. Excellent. Well, then that means there's a purpose for YouTube out there and all those cat videos, right? Oh, love them. (laughs) Just can't touch them. You love them, you can't touch them. Sounds good. So being part of the Association for Animal Welfare Advancement, tell me a little bit about that used to be known as SAWA. If you can share a little bit about what's the organization like in general, and then we'll talk a little bit more in specifics about the Learning Center. But what is the association all about these days? The association is the organization formerly known as SAWA, but people started to not know what SAWA meant. So they changed the name to really reflect that we are an association, we're a group of animal welfare professionals, and our goal is to help animal welfare professionals advance their careers and be the best that they can be to help save more lives and to make the humans involved in animal welfare feel more fulfilled, more respected, and just have a more fulfilling career overall. So you have to be a member. What's the typical member like? Where do they come from? Are they executive directors? Are they shelter managers? Are they board members? Who are the people that come to the conferences? Well, yes, yes, and yes. And um, (laughs) so we are a membership-based organization, but a number of our resources, including the Learning Center that we'll talk about, are not limited only to our membership. That's an important thing to know. But our members are really anyone who's in the animal welfare world that sees themselves as a leader. So they might be a volunteer, they might be 
an employee, they might be a board member. And they might not be an actual leader right now, but they're what we call an emerging leader. They see themselves growing in the industry. So a lot of our members are executive directors, directors of operations. Most of our members work in animal shelters, but a good portion do work animal care and control. We are trying to appeal more to shelter veterinarians. So we're partnering with the Association of Shelter Veterinarians. Talk a little bit more about that later. But we have a full range of job titles that represent our membership. So we're really open to anybody who's interested in advancing their career in animal welfare. So that leads me right into the Learning Center. So is this something that you've created since you've joined and just share all with us today? (laughs) Yes, it's my baby. (laughs) Yeah, I've produced webinars for about 10 years with the ASPCA and the association who had recently changed their name from SALA to the association. They wanted to take the next step and really expand the educational opportunities. SAWA had offered conferences for, I want to say, decades, and those are face-to-face opportunities twice a year, and not everybody has the time or the ability to attend conferences, so they wanted to expand learning opportunities so people from their home or their work computer or even sitting on a device somewhere could access professional development when they need it within any kind of time frame. Jim Tedford, who is the CEO of the association, he said, let's build something. And I jumped right in and we have this really cool thing called the Learning Center. And it's home to several dozen webinar recordings. And we've got a number of upcoming live webinars this year. I'm working on next year's schedule. And we have one brand new online course that I'll talk about in a bit. And we have a number of partnerships with entities that offer online learning. And in most cases, we are able to offer our members a discount to those products. So we're trying to be eventually a real one-stop shop for people in our industry that want to learn about maybe leadership skills or best practices or just kind of we have a variety of topics, but we want to hopefully have something for everybody. Hopefully things that people will come back to and recommend to their staff, to their volunteers and just share the wealth and they're able to attend conferences. Great, but this gives them that other option. I have two questions here as head of curriculum. What do you decide is important to have in the Learning Center? And what are the types of topics that you have posted in there? Well, that's a great question. A lot of the content that we offer is what we call best practices. The association has a longstanding best practices and emerging trends committee. This committee has over the years developed four different best practices and working on several more. So we have best practices in adoption, animal enrichment, companion animal transport, and our latest one is the provision of veterinary care in a shelter setting. So the committee, they developed basically a best practice document, and they all have a number of templates and samples and exhibits and additional resources. And then each of these best practices had a webinar series associated with it to help walk people through the document and to really give them ideas on what they can do to improve the operations at their organization, whether it's a rescue, a shelter, animal control, what have you. So these best practices are really the bulk of 
of what the content is right now. We are actively developing new best practices, like I said. So each best practice as it comes out will have associated webinars to help people really sit down and understand how to implement best practices. One thing that I want to note is the best practices are aspirational. We recognize that not every organization can meet every single criteria, but it's guidelines to help them to improve their operations and to help them to be as successful and consistent as they can be to help the animals. You know, we have lots of listeners who may be foster homes, and there might be some tidbits and some of those best practices that may be in a shelter perspective, but yet that they can be applied still to a foster home setting. Absolutely. I think all of them would be relevant at some level for any kind of organization. And we are working on a foster best practices. So I don't know the timeline on it. Maybe next year, that is definitely a priority because that's such a critical pathway to get animals into homes. So the best practices are, like I said, a big part of our Learning Center content. And then one other thing that we have is our CAWA program. And that is a credentialing exam that if you pass the exam, you become a certified animal welfare administrator. And that's a really big deal for people to be eligible for the exam, prep for it, and then pass it. It's a significant investment and commitment when we created the CAWA exam, we outlined a number of core competencies, what kind of topics you need to be fluent in if you're going to achieve this animal welfare administrator credential. So the core competencies have been driving the topics that we select to go into the learning center. I had to tell you, there's about 65 different bullet points under our core competencies. So that's a lot of topics. It's going to take some time to touch them all. But that is the long-term goal of the Learning Center is to tap into these core competencies and to help touch on all sorts of different areas that are relevant to the people in our industry. Hey, everybody, Stacy here with the Community Cats podcast. And I just wanted to let everybody know that early bird ticketing is open for our 2020 online cat conference, which will be on January 24th through the 26th. So we will get together on the evening of the 24th with Chelsea White, who has a YouTube show that's perfectly awesome. And then we will be getting together on the 25th and the 26th for two full days of jam-packed information all about community cats and community cat programs. So this is a virtual convention for anyone who'd like to help community cats. Please go to onlinecatconference.com to sign up today. Also, if you'd like to become an affiliate as a fundraiser for your organization, the information is right there on the website, as well as sponsorship opportunities. So I hope you'll check it out. Go to www.onlinecatconference.com and we look forward to seeing you then. Hey everyone, Hooch and I are here today to talk about Dr. Elsie's cat litter. Dr. Elsie's cat litter is known to be the best litter on the market and Hooch agrees. Many of you know that Hooch was a foster cat of mine that I adopted while at the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. We did use the Touch of Outdoors litter as we transitioned him from being an indoor-outdoor kitty to an indoor-only kitty. I'm thrilled that Hooch found his home with me, but there were many times when folks would call me saying their kitty didn't use the litter box. I was also thrilled that Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract litter came out as it gave me a resource to share with others that was affordable and in most cases successful in keeping this kitty in their home. 
As a special benefit to Community Cats podcast listeners, Dr. Elsie's is offering a rebate up to $20 off your first bag of any Dr. Elsie's litter. Just visit drelsies.com forward slash Community Cats podcast to print your rebate or fill out the online form. Try Dr. Elsie's today and you won't regret it. Now, you mentioned 65 bullet points, and I'm going to put you on the spot. If you could pull out five or eight, I'm not going to let you go to 10, but I'll let you go to eight if you have to, but five would be best. What are those most important bullet points? Ooh, most important. That's tricky. Well, let me just clarify that of the 65, they're organized into five different headings. So one is administration, and that includes strategic planning and financial management, board governance. Another big topic is human resource management, leadership, communications, advocacy, and fundraising. And then the last one is animal management. So for different people in different roles at their organizations, they might be focusing on one or more of those areas. But if you're the executive director, you probably need to to know a lot about all of them. So um, it's a big goal to really get up to speed on all of these core competencies. So the most, I don't know if I could say the most important, but I think the animal management topics have been a real focus in part because of what our best practice committee has been developing. They tie in together. We also offer a lot of leadership content, especially at our conferences. We've been working on focusing on very specific pieces, like we offered a communication series over this summer, and that talked about really high level, how to be a thought leader at your organization, how to run a communications team, how to do real strategic planning around communications topics. So that was a focus. And really, the sky's the limit on where we go next, because we have so many different topic areas to explore. Well, communication is very interesting because, you know, it's important within the organization. It's also important externally as you're communicating with your donors and your community, as you're also communicating with your neighbors with regards to community cats and all those kinds of issues. Is there one presentation that you had this past summer or during the course of this year where you had thought, hey, if I'm out there trapping community cats or trapping cats and dealing with the public and doing vaccination? clinics, pets for life type program, you know, is there something there that would be appropriate for me to sign into and listen? You know what? That's a great question. Well, I think possibly the communications is a bit more geared toward if you're part of an organization that has an internal communications effort. It talks about if you're a one-person communications department or if you're part of a bigger effort, how to plan, how to implement, and how to organize yourself so that you're really getting a better return on your investment. A topic area that we explore that might possibly be of more interest to the community cat folks might be our adoption best practice series would obviously depend on if they were working with an organization to adopt out animals, like maybe kittens that they have trapped. So we have a full adoption program, again, based on a best practice that we developed. It's interesting. I mean, there are definitely challenges in that arena. And I think it would be wonderful going forward. I understand that the Learning Center is a totally new program. And it sounds like Kawa is getting updated in a variety of ways. And animal welfare has changed so dramatically, even in the last 10 years, that I would think this Emerging Trends Committee that you referenced would be really bringing some of these topics, say, from traditional sheltering, maybe the community cats topics are not necessarily have been in there in the past. And that 
going forward, there may be more direction and looking towards being able to cover some of those topics, because I think it's going to be part of everyone's life in this industry. Yeah, oh, definitely. I know talking about community cats in a meaningful way is on the radar, but I, I don't have an exact timeline on anything, so I wouldn't want to overpromise right, anything. Right, right, right. Well, it's good to know. It's really good to know because back in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, I had thought then as Sawa as being, you know, that's just where like the big players went. And being able to participate in some of the association's events, I've learned that it's not like that. And that I think it's an opportunity that I always just sort of dismissed in my earlier years that I wish I hadn't because of that thought that it was for like a large organization. And so I tended to more gravitate to maybe some of the other conferences or just not mm-hmm. a, not at all and just said, oh, well, I have to kind of figure this out on my own. So I think that is great. The Learning Center gives you an opportunity to try some of these educational features out. And it also helps you decide whether you might want to actually attend one of the conferences in person, which mm-hmm. of course, the in-person conferences provide the networking abilities that you can't necessarily get online. So, you know, there's the added plus. So if someone's interested in doing a class at the Learning Center, is there a fee associated with that? A lot of the times there is not. So the best practices webinar series, they are all free for everyone because we want everyone in the industry to have access to this content. So that's totally free 24-7. Some of our learning products are free for members, and then they're very low cost for non-members. So we are not in this to make a profit. We're in this to share information and to help everybody expand their professionalism in the field. Now, membership in the association does cost $250 a year. And with that, it includes access to, like I said, pretty much everything for free in the Learning Center with a couple of exceptions and also gives you discounts on attending the conferences. And, you know, there's there's lots of other benefits and they're listed on our website. But again, you don't have to be a member. We hope you'll become one, but you don't have to be one. Benefit from the resources that we're offering the field. So Valerie, if there are folks that are interested in finding out more about the work that you're doing at the association, how would they do that? They can go to the association's website, which is T-H-E-A-A-W-A.org, or they can go straight to the Learning Center, which is learning.T-H-E-A-A-W-A.org. So whichever URL floats your boat, go in there and you can learn about membership. You can learn about the training center and different resources that we have, learn about the conferences, learn about the CAWA program. We also have a couple other certification opportunities. We just opened an online self-paced course called the Certificate in Organizational Leadership. And this is really leadership skills, team building skills, and just understanding yourself as an emerging or as an existing leader and how you can improve yourself. So that's a great program. And also I'll I'll give out my email address later, but if anyone has any questions about our programs, I'm happy to help guide you however I can. Great. And Valerie, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Sure. Our latest webinar series is a partnership with the Association of Shelter Veterinarians, and that will be a multi-year collaboration. We've got webinars already planned through next spring. We're going to have pretty much a webinar every month, and these will be topics on a wide variety of issues that are relevant to shelter veterinarians, medical staff, and non-medical staff. So we're hoping there'll be a lot of topics that'll appeal to a lot of different people and touch on different areas 
areas like behavior and emergency response and leadership within the medical departments and just a whole range of different topics. So we're really excited about that and about the partnership. So I hope if anybody's interested in medical stuff that they'll check it out. Um, One topic that might be especially of interest to your folks is we're going to be getting a webinar about updates to feline URI management. Mm. So that one is specific to felines. Um, A lot of our topics are not specific to a species, but that one definitely I think would appeal to your listeners. Well, Valerie, I want to thank you again for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you so much. We really appreciate um, letting your listeners know all about the association. And again, we are here to help the industry succeed. So please let us know what your interests are. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 